Morning Cats Media presents Pandemic 19, Season 1, Episode 2, Chinese Communist Party Secrets, December 1st, 2019 to January 10th, 2020. The starting point for the COVID-19 outbreak is Hubei province and its provincial capital, Wuhan, a city of 11 million people. In the last podcast, I covered the search for patient zero and the frustration surrounding it. So far, the official patient zero is the patient identified in Lancet from December 1st. That person entered the hospital on December 10th. The official narrative from the Chinese Communist government reiterates the unnamed patient from December 1st as patient zero. The other reported patient zeros from November and earlier remain unconfirmed. Another question surrounding the patient zero and the outbreak concerns the Wuhan Virology Lab, located in downtown Wuhan. The current patient zero reportedly did not catch the virus from the seafood market. So where did the mystery patient catch the disease? A majority of scientists believe the virus came from bats. That is fact. The Chinese government, however, prevents international scientists from investigating the virology clinic, and we know the virology clinic had samples collected from bats in the area surrounding Wuhan. And the coincidence of the lab located 400 meters or a quarter mile from the Tuanan Wholesale Seafood Market, coupled with the Chinese government's lies concerning the outbreak to begin with, creates an air of mystery or suspicion at the very least. Now, American scientists who worked at the lab emphatically state the safety precautions were top-notch. However, rumors continue to circulate to the contrary since early February. These rumors repeatedly mention safety protocols were disregarded by staff and facility maintenance personnel. President Trump and Secretary of State Pompeo continue to question the source of the pandemic and the truthfulness of China, straining the now fragile friendship. Next, we explore what we know about those early days of the pandemic in China, beginning with patient zero on December 1st. What happened during the month of December and the first 10 days of 2020 in Wuhan, China? Pandemic has caused more than 10 million known cases and over 500,000 deaths worldwide. As the rest of the world celebrated Christmas and went about their lives, in Wuhan, China, a disease began to spread slowly at first during the month of December, but questions need to be answered. When did the local communist officials realize they had a new 
deadly disease in Wuhan. Once they knew, what actions did they take? And finally, and we will get to this later in the story, who is Dr. Li Wenliang? Our story, or this episode, starts by answering the first question. The first known case entered a, a hospital on December 10th. The doctors at Wuhan's main hospital originally thought it was a viral pneumonia. By December 16th, the number of patients increased, but doctors could not pinpoint the cause of the disease. On the 20th of December, the disease still remained a mystery, so doctors sent samples to a lab. An unnamed technician at this lab discovered a coronavirus. 87% similar to the SARS, the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome from 2003. This lab tech completed his analysis, and this is an important date to remember. He completed it on December 26th. The lab technician wrote a report on this startling revelation, sending it to the Chinese government officials in Wuhan and Hubei province. From the 27th to the 30th, the Chinese Communist Party officials for Hubei and Wuhan province did nothing. Next, Dr. Li finds out China is always listening. On December 30th, the local party officials were forced into action. Doctors in Wuhan began to notice these patients that had been coming in ill with this mysterious pneumonia were not getting better. In fact, they were getting worse. Late in the afternoon, according to the chat transcript provided by his fellow colleagues, Dr. Li Wenliang, an ophthalmologist or an eye doctor, mentioned in a chat room with fellow doctors that seven people had contracted a SARS coronavirus and posted a piece of the RNA from the virus in the chat room. He used the lab report to do this from the 26th. 36 hours later, Dr. Lee answered his door and found a group of policemen waiting for him, and they entered his home. The policemen refused to answer his questions and told Dr. Lee to get ready to leave. He hurriedly changed his clothes, and the policemen transported Dr. Lee to a detention center. At this center, the local Communist Party leaders gave Dr. Lee a dressing down. This lasted most of the evening and the night. What Dr. Lee thought was an innocent statement about the mystery virus comment in the chat room caused the local party officials to panic and try to bury the rapidly spreading illness. So they sent a notice on the 30th demanding all facilities immediately report all mysterious pneumonia cases that defy explanation. The health officials in Hubei province decided to forego mentioning the coronavirus in this demand for the number of cases. Before December 30th ended, the local officials knew they had at least 27 cases. Next, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. <coughs> local officials of the Communist Chinese Party, the CCP, wanted to tightly control the message about the new illness. Dr. Li did not know at the time, but seven of his classmates, all doctors from the chat room, discovered security forces at their door. 
the eight doctors detained that evening made the news as state-run television announced the detentions in a broadcast. The innocuous-sounding statement in typical communist doublespeak, and I quote, The police call on all netizens to not fabricate rumors, not spread rumors, not believe rumors. They ended the statement with this Orwellian phrase, and I quote, Netizens need to jointly build a harmonious, clear, and bright cyberspace. George Orwell could not have put it better. These detentions and statements were meant to quell the rampant rumors swirling around the new coronavirus. New posts on WeChat, a major Chinese chat application, no longer mentioned the coronavirus. However, rumors persisted even after the detainment of Dr. Li and his associates. The Chinese government also remained quiet in Beijing, believing no one outside of China knew about the virus. As the new cases continued to grow, countries outside of China began to sense something was amiss. Each day, a couple more individuals would enter the Wuhan emergency room reporting similar symptoms. Some patients reported a loss of taste and smell. Others felt feverish and exhausted. The difficulty in breathing, though, stood out as the most deadly symptom, as it portended a bacterial pneumonia had joined forces with the virus, causing most patients to be put on a ventilator. As the number of patients grew from 27, rumors spilled out. Intelligence agencies began to suspect the outbreak was a SARS outbreak caused by a new coronavirus. Next, the world finds out about the mysterious pneumonia. In 1986, the mighty and powerful Soviet Union tried to hide an accident, a nuclear accident, at a power plant in Russia near the relatively obscure city of Chernobyl. Government officials at every level slowed information on the accident, downplaying the actual severity. By the time the information reached the Soviet Premier, Mikhail Gorbachev, it was too late. It was too late for the firemen, the local villagers, and the many residents of Chernobyl, they would suffer and die from radiation poisoning. If the government had reacted in time, evacuations would have saved them. Instead, each level of government tried to handle the crisis on their own, rather than notifying the next level of government. This mindset grew out of fear. A official who kept his sector quiet gets promoted. The bureaucrat who made the news, good or bad, becomes a target for any failure leading to an early retirement, or worse, jail time. Gorbachev took swift action, but enormous quantities of radiation leaked into the atmosphere. His government tried to keep it quiet, but the radiation detection stations in Europe picked up the large amounts of radiation. The Soviet Union had to come clean. So, what does this scenario have to do with our pandemic? The communist Chinese government copied the Soviet model. Party officials in charge of cities and provinces wanted to keep the news of the virus quiet. If they could handle the problem, all the better. However, like many other government officials and leaders learned, without fast action, COVID-19 proved impossible to contain. Each day from December 26th onward, a choice was made by the Chinese communist bureaucracy. Chinese government decided to keep this disease a secret. 
we may never know exactly when the Chinese premier, Xi Jinping, knew the virus did indeed cause the pneumonia. The possibility exists. When Dr. Li answered his door on January 1st, Premier Xi knew of the novel or new coronavirus. Chinese scientists knew the cause of the pneumonia, and they spent every waking moment decoding the RNA of the virus. Chinese government sat on her secret for 15 days, from the 26th of December until the 9th of January, realizing the new coronavirus could not be contained in its borders, China announced it to the world. China falsely claimed they had it under control, and the disease did not spread from person to person. Many people all over the world paid little attention to this piece of news in the early days of January. Focus remained in the U.S. on President Trump's impeachment and the assassination of the Iranian general Soleimani. After the break, China comes clean, sort of. On January 5th, the United Nations World Health Organization, also known as WHO, announced to the world China had an unknown disease causing pneumonia in Wuhan City in the province of Hubei. At that time, China had 44 hospitalized patients, of which 11 were critically ill. The main symptoms were a fever and difficulty breathing due to chest lesions. The patients were isolated and the disease had been traced to a source. The source of the virus centered on the Wuhan Wholesale Seafood Market, a market besides selling seafood sold live animals. Markets selling live animals commonly referred to as wet markets, a practice criticized as unsanitary and cruel. China closed the market on the 1st of January and for, and I quote from the Chinese government, environmental sanitation and further hygiene investigations are underway, period. China purported there had been no person-to-person -person spreading and continued to conduct tracing with 121 quarantined citizens for medical observation. The WHO also did not recommend restricting travel nor any specific health measures for travelers to Wuhan City and Hubei province. This, at the time, seemed unusual, being that this disease was still relatively unknown based on the information that China gave. Following this announcement, the U.S. Center for Disease Control, CDC, on January 6th announced low-level travel advisory. The advisory tells travelers to carefully follow normal health and safety standards, wash hands, and eat food thoroughly cooked. These recommendations are based on the information given from the Chinese Communist Party on the disease. The lack of honesty about the true situation led the world astray, creating a complacency that had dire consequences. On January 9th, China finally reported to the media they had discovered a new coronavirus. The communist government also announced they had sequenced the RNA. The speed of the sequencing was completed and was considered amazing. However, now we know the sequencing began on the 26th of December. Still impressive, but considerably less so. During this briefing, the Chinese government announced no medical personnel had contracted the disease, and the disease did not spread from person to person. China's government also announced 47 citizens contracted the disease, and there had been one death. The first 
victim of the worldwide pandemic that could last for years. And at the time of this recording, claimed over 450,000 lives. Next, a recap of the timeline. So, I'm going to begin with a quick recap of the timeline. On December 26th, a lab tech discovered the patients admitted to the Wuhan hospital had a new coronavirus. Clandestine rumors began to slowly trickle out of communist China as early as the 27th of December. This new coronavirus was spreading via human transmission. On the 30th of December, doctors in Wuhan mentioned a new coronavirus in a chat room. This was uh, Dr. Li that was part of this group. On the 31st of December, China informed the World Health Organization they had a pneumonia of an unknown origin with no mention of the coronavirus, which makes no sense because on the 30th, they had doctors discussing the coronavirus and it had been identified. Also on December 31st, Taiwan asked if the disease spread via human contact from the WHO. So Taiwan knew something was up. China replied to the WHO and reiterated no human spread of the disease, a blatant lie. However, epidemiologists, doctors who study pandemics, began to suspect a new coronavirus as early as December 31st, supported by intelligence gathered the previous four days. On January 1st, Dr. Lee, who mentioned disease in the chat room two days earlier, was detained and held at a detention center. So they picked him up and held him in a detention center to shut him up. China reported they had identified the source of the pneumonia on the 1st of January, the source being the wet market in the Huanan Wholesale Seafood Market. The market was closed the same day. This did not stop the rumors from leaking out of Wuhan and China of a new virus causing these illnesses. Taiwan, used to mainland China, communist China, lying about everything, decided on the 1st of January to start checking every passenger exiting flights from Wuhan for fevers and other symptoms caused by the virus. Thailand, Japan, and Hong Kong followed suit shortly afterward on all flights from China. So other countries began to suspect something was up, even before China admitted they had a new coronavirus. And matter of fact, China doubled down, and they forcefully pushed back on the idea of a new coronavirus on the 2nd of January. The next day, on the 3rd, China informed they had 44 patients that were ill from this unknown pneumonia. And they continued to play dumb to the growing flood of rumors about a coronavirus. On the 5th of January, China reported the first death and began to hedge their reporting to the WHO by stating they ruled out the flu, SARS, MERS, and several other viruses, but now could not rule out a novel coronavirus. So the 5th of January is, and I'm making sure my math's right, 10 days later, and they knew it was a coronavirus, but they still were denying it. And I will give China an out here, the communist Chinese government, the way communist governments work, as I explained earlier with my uh, Chernobyl digression, they will lie to you or they won't know what's happening due to the officials below them lying to try to save their jobs or covering up to try to save their jobs. So that could have been happening. However, it's highly unlikely. I think 
Chinese government knew and did not know what to do. On the 7th of January, two days later, the number of cases increased to 59. And to be honest, any numbers after this date that China reports from deaths to cases, we just can't trust. Once somebody lies repetitively, when do you stop believing them? China continued to deny what caused this outbreak, began to hedge how the disease spreads by using the qualifying remark, no significant, and significant means they haven't, before they were just saying no, now they're going, ah, maybe, with the word significant, signs of spreading by human contact, instead of absolute elimination of human transmission. Next, more Chinese disinformation or lying. By Friday, January 10th, a Chinese scientist informed a state-run news outlet the mysterious disease was in fact a novel coronavirus. The doctor's nonchalance while relaying the information continued the theme of downplaying the dangers of this new disease. He also added there was a slight chance of transmission from human to humans, but animals were the primary vectors. Again, slowly changing their tune about the virus. The Taiwanese CDC, not fooled by the Chinese Communist government, announced they had 10 individuals in quarantine exhibiting symptoms. Taiwanese health officials also expressed their growing frustration with China's slowness to share their information on this blossoming epidemic. Two sentences in the Taipei Times spoken by the CDC's leading epidemiologist, Wang Wanting, and I quote, The global community needs China to disclose more data to help other nations identify the exact hosts of the new virus and conduct accurate risk assessments. Taiwan knows the CCP better than any other nation. It did not, and does not, trust the Chinese government. So why did the Communist Chinese government hide the information? After the SARS epidemic in 2003, the first novel coronavirus outbreak, China upgraded its medical system, pouring billions of dollars, building hospital networks and clinics. However, its bureaucracy remained the same. Low-level officials, fearing backlash, covered up the illness. When it was found to be a coronavirus, that information was withheld, and any mention of it met with swift incarceration. The first crucial error of this pandemic, the 25 days China knew the cause of a mysterious pneumonia. However, for reasons unknown, a paralysis resulted. Maybe low-level officials fearing backlash or the end of their careers. This is the first of many crucial errors that brought death and misery to our pandemic. If you like the show, please rate this podcast. It is uh, simple and easy. If you do not like the podcast, the rating process is long, difficult, and confusing. I wouldn't waste my time. If you really like the podcast, I have a Patreon site for donations. This is now my full-time job. As like many Americans, I have been laid off. The website for donations is www.patreon.com. Herding Cats Media. 
There are three tiers, and I will have merch for $5 and $20 donations for one year. I am not sure what to do yet with the $1 donate donators, but I appreciate those just as much as the 5 and 20s. All patrons will be recognized on the air at the end of my podcast, unless they would like to remain anonymous. If you have comments about the, the podcast, which I appreciate any comments, email is herdingcatsmedia, LLC, at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook at Herding Cats Political Podcast. Facebook is HTTPS, www.facebook.com, Herding Cats Political Podcast. It'll be in the show notes. There's a, a number after it. I'm not going to go through that. But you can also do a search on Facebook and find me that way. I'm also on Twitter at Herding Cats at Steel Camp Ohio. Finally, I, I will work on my phonetics. I know it's a, a weakness of mine. And the sound quality, it's a homemade studio with a very low budget. So sometimes it comes across that way. I know the sound quality is what it is. And uh, eventually I'll have an Instagram account and maybe even some videos. But I must warn you, I have a radio face. I will leave it at that. Good luck and good night.